All right, guys, welcome back to uh, the Coaches Roundtable. I think this is round 17. I never keep a track. Um, and we've got probably one of the first, but definitely not the last. We now have a nutritionist coming on, uh, which is great fun. I'm sure that Paddy will do a good job of introducing himself. But today we've got a nutritionist known uh, Paddy, Padster, I call him. Um, and so, Paddy, just kind of let everyone know, like, what sort of stuff have you done in the past? Um, like, yeah, go for it. Yep. Um, so I have been in London now for around, God, it's nearly four years now. Um, so I have a big background in GEA. So that's Gaelic, Gaelic football, so Gaelic Athletic Association. So I used to play quite a high level back at home um, in my county of Monaghan. So I played Gaelic football there and I've been involved with teams um, coaching teams at underage I've been involved with nutrition um, in terms of GEA in terms of hurling as well it's another sport and then I've come over here and I've been involved with uh, high performing athletes in Kings and yeah just ha really 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 have a, a really big interest in it I'm trying to get into the SNC game a little bit more so a bit like yourself Connor mm. um, and yeah that's pretty much it sweet all right well we've got some some interesting questions which i hope you're prepared for um so i reckon what we'll do like i mentioned before was probably do like a couple of parts just so it's a bit easier for people to kind of digest the information because i'm sure you've probably got a lot of a lot of stuff to say so should we just crack on straight in yeah might as well hey all right throwing to the deep end i i forgot <laughs> uh i forgot who submitted each question so i'm just going to read them out and then oh, uh yeah all right so the first one is uh, how would you best suggest that we change our macronutrients due, due to lockdown? Um, so they've also said, I'd imagine that we probably need less due to not traveling as much, but how much less, or is it perhaps they just stay the same? Yeah. So again, um, you're probably going to be sick of the, the start of these answers as well. But again, it's, it's <laughs> very individual. Um, and again, it's very individual down to the person's energy expenditure as well. Um, so say for example, someone could be, um, I'm not saying this is specific to Olympic weightlifting, but someone could be, you know, um, a marathon runner, um, and they're obviously their energy needs will be hugely greater than someone who is, you know, a ping pong player or like a dart <laughs> player. Um, for example, just to get the two ends of the spectrum there. But I would say for me, I would say just keep your protein intake. Uh, at a very uh, a constant level throughout so roughly around again if it's specific to like olympic weightlifting around anywhere from 1.2 to 2 grams per kg of body weight and um, just to sort of keep that that muscle density there and um, just to keep the recovery process going as well and um, again if you're training so i know connor you've been training down in a, an underground gym lately so the russian bunker yeah yeah so um <laughs> You know, you you're, you have obviously been keeping up your training um, frequency. So therefore, I don't think your energy needs would go down too much. I know it, it would change for someone who, for example, is, you know, doing a lot less walk and then they have been doing it if they're doing a lot less training. So therefore, their carbohydrate needs would come down. Mm -hmm. But I would still stay in the sort of rough guideline of three to five grams per kg of body weight. Now, that could be as simple as, you know, taking away um, your carb source late at night, you know, say for example, just reducing those carbohydrate needs at the end of the night. Um, and you could be just sticking with your, your veggies and your protein then because carbohydrate is just purely an energy source. 
Okay, so if you don't use up the energy source, it's just going to be stored. Okay, so say, for example, the best part would be to take to reduce it at the end of the night because your body, body's sort of slowing down, you know, you're sort of getting ready for bed. So reducing it then would, would be, you know, brilliant because you're, you're not going to be using it basically. So, yeah, mm. that's my sort of take on it. <laughs> no, that's good. And how, I wanted to quick quickly add like a little caveat to that question. So you obviously with myself and Alex, we're still able to have access to equipment and although our training might be slightly different, like for me, for example, I'm only working from the gym once a week, whereas yeah. the rest of the time I'm just sat at home doing nothing. Yeah. So my energy expenditure, although I'm still training, is slightly different because I'm sometimes struggling to walk like even 5,000 steps a day. Yeah. Um, so how would you imagine like if although we're trying to sort of keep our nutrition similar, would there be something else that you might advise to other people who potentially might not have access to equipment um, do for their nutrition? If you get what I mean. Um, yeah. So you're just saying like, if they're, you know, if their steps aren't, aren't as, aren't as big. Yeah. So I would say yeah. a, a good way of sort of monitoring it is sort of monitoring your weight um, mm. throughout the day as well. Um, and then, um just tracking your food, foods on my protein pal as well so that you you know say for example you know that you're you're not you know taking as much steps throughout the day so therefore you know your your energy levels have to come back a little bit and then vice versa yeah. so i would say the main thing for that would be do like a little training diary so do say for example okay well have a high frequency training day here low here and then what i would say an easy sorry an easy way to, to do it actually would be sort of a carb cycling way so on, on high on high training days, you know, go with the higher amount of carbs. On low training mm -hmm. days, just go lower carbs. So that saves it from sort of tracking and sort of putting in equations everywhere. So I would say on the days you're doing loads of training, high carbs, yeah. less days, a little bit of medium carbs. And then if you're having a rest day, very little carbs. We'll try and go like that anyway, you know. Unless you're Alex and you just eat loads of carbs every day. Yeah. Carbs are life. Awesome. Alex, you got anything to add to that? No, no, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Alex is uh, obviously trying to go up. I mean, you at first, we were, you were trying to go up one weight class. You've now decided you're going to go up two weight classes. Yeah. Right. I think so, I'm tall, so it was like, it kind of made sense for me. Like, it, I kind of started out as, I think... God, I was about like 63, 64 when I first started. Mm. And um, I'm 5'7", so I'm about 170, 171. Um, and so it kind of like naturally, I was in the old 69 class, which then turned into 71. And then we moved up to 76. And then we're like, yeah, fuck it, 81. And um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more just like, I've kind of, I'm at that point where I'm kind of considering my competitiveness within it and um, looking at where other um, kind of women with sort of similar physiology, uh, similar age, similar height tend to end up. And it is typically, you know, anything from 76 to 87. Um, so I'm just trying to find somewhere where I'm kind of like comfortable in, I suppose. But yeah, no, I think, you know, kind of all um you know say as well like for me putting on weight has been really tricky because i'm, I'm just not a big eater yeah um, love food but just can't handle a lot of it at any one time so it's for me it's just a case of just like eating frequently throughout the day um which is quite tricky especially when you're out and about all the time yeah so, yeah exactly whereas i mean organized <laughs> yeah exactly 
Whereas I'm the entire opposite where I, 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 I've never usually thought that I've struggled to put on weight, but like, since I I've had the same choice as Alex, where I like, I used to be an 89 and I'm six foot, like I'm quite a tall person for being an 89 kilo lifter. And I've noticed that not only has my recovery been better going up to 96, but also I just feel like much stronger. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that my lifts kind of creep up a little bit with, with the amount of weight that, but I, it's taken me five months to go from 89 to 96, um, which is quite, quite, I don't know if that's, is that a short amount of time or a long amount of time? No, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty pretty average. average, Yeah. 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 yeah, Pretty good actually. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm different to Alex. Like I can eat all the time, even if I'm not hungry, I'll still eat. Yeah. Um, Because I'm just, you know, a month I'd struggle with that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I'm I not think, saying that it's all muscle. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think men men generally tend to put on weight easier and lose weight easier. I think mm-hmm. it's just it's a genet it's a genetic sort of thing. Like, I don't I don't know the the sort of ins and out of it, but yeah, I would definitely find that, with, especially with my sort of previous athletes that have worked with and myself as well. Like, when we want to put on weight, we can put it on, and we, yeah. when, we when we want to take it off, if we're strict for ourselves, we can take it off. Whereas women fluctuate all the time due to like the menstrual cycle and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a complex sort of thing as well yeah sweet. sweet all right let's move on to number two all right this is actually this was a really interesting question and it's not usually something that like because obviously we know like you buy a pack of chicken it only lasts yeah. a week right something like that yeah. but this question i i've never really given it that much thought until my brother asked it so the question is should i be concerned about the nutritional loss in my food or for meal prepping three days in advance yeah so i would say um, no don't don't be worried about it the only thing you, you you've potentially would be worried about is uh, there's a few um micronutrients that might get lost um that are water soluble so like the likes of like b and c um Mm -hmm. but if you just um if you just take a multivitamin you know you're going to eradicate all that anyway yeah um so i would say no i would say it'd be absolutely fine Oh, that's quite, right, it's then. quite a short answer. Sorry. It's, no, it's, <laughs> um, it's funny though, because when I thought of that, I was like, it's an interesting thing because usually in most things, like you, things would degrade, right? So you, if you cook a pack of chicken and let's say you have five breasts in there, you're going to have like one a day for your lunch yeah. by the fifth day. Is there less protein in that chicken? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. The on, only thing that I would say is the, uh, I, I was trying to do a little bit of research before, but microwaving is like the less, it's like the least damaging way of reheating something. So mm-hmm. say, for example, if you were to like reheat it in like a grill or like an oven, for example, or like in a pan, you know, yeah. the, the water sort of, it's going to evaporate everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it, at least if it's, if it's in the, the sort of container and you have a container on it, the, the, if you know what I mean, the, the moisture is going to drip back down into the food. So there's yeah. not too much vitamins that's going to be lost. So that's the, the safest way. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because I've over lockdown, I haven't really food prepped that much just because I've been at home more often. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to know. All right. Um, I don't know how we want to tackle this one, but the next question is how do I know when I need to take supplements? And I want to add a caveat to that is, do you think taking supplements is as important as just eating normal food and why would you take them? Yeah. So I would, I would sort of try and simplify this down 
into into sort of layman's terms. So I would just say very simply, listen to your body. You know, if you are feeling sore, you're probably not getting enough protein in. And if you're not sleeping right, you're probably not getting enough carbs and protein in as well. Um, you know, if you're tired and fatigued, if you're sore, you know, then you need to take, take a bit, like a step back and just take an overall, you know, picture of like, what actually am I putting into my body? Um, mm. You know, is the macros right? Um, and I would say, ov- obviously go back to the original uh, problem. So I would say, instead of going straight to sort of, I know that that's going on to our next question as well with, with yeah. supplements. But instead of going straight to supplements, I would say go back to whole foods and say, look, at, I'm not taking in enough carbs. That's why I'm that's why I'm sore. That's why I don't have enough energy. Um, you know, and the, the same goes for protein as well. Um, and what was your little caveat as well, Connor? The caveat was basically like when when should when do I know that I sh- if I should take supplements? Yeah, um, I would say when you have gone back and reassessed your, your food plan and reassessed what, what exactly are, what macronutrients am I putting into my body? And Mm -hmm. if you're doing that properly and then you're still feel that you're tired or sore or fatigued, then I would say go for a supplement, but I'd always revert back to the whole foods process all the time. That, that would be the only sort of way. Um, but I would, yeah, because for say, for example, if you were to, um, you know, if you were feeling sore or you knew kind of offhand that you weren't getting enough protein in and you just said, oh, let's just have a protein shake there, you know, that's not going to be constant. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to have, you're not going to have that protein shake, you know, hypothetically the same day, every day. And it might not be after, you know, this exact training session. So you need to get your, your, your whole foods back into the diet properly. So that's when you're, you're talking in terms of your carbohydrate whether that be pre pre um, training, pre match, you know, post training, uh, and the same goes for protein po- post training as well. Um, and as well, like say for example, if you're sore, you know, there's a window of opportunity just before you go to bed. You know, if you have some, you know, some casein, um, which can be found in milk. So there's like whey and casein in milk. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a slow release energy throughout the night, or so slow release sort of protein throughout the night. Um, you know add in them little things you know look at your your meal timing look at your so the 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 three ways i look at it is there's three t's so it's uh type uh timing and total with Mm -hmm. nutrition so the type of protein so are you taking in the right type of protein so is that you know high gi carbs straight after a workout to sort of refill your glycogen stores um uh your timing you know are you taking your, your, your meals in, you know, two hours before training session, you know, an hour before the training session to bump up those glycogen stores, you know, as I said, the, the recovery window just before you go to bed mm-hmm. um, and then total, you know, totally you taking in your total amount of carbohydrates. So say, for example, if someone is like a huge endurance athlete, they should be taking in roughly offhand seven to 10 grams of carbs per kg of body weight. Um, and protein, it could be anywhere from 1.2 up to two grams of protein. So I would just look at those three T's and just see, are you actually doing them properly? And then if you, if you really feel that you're really trying it and it's not working, I would sort of assess it and then maybe go to a supplement, but always sort of contact someone, you know, that, that knows about supplements as well. Don't just be going buying any supplements off a friend or off the internet, you know, you need to know what you're taking as well, but yeah. That would be my sort of take on it. No, that's that's a, a good that's good though. It's nice and simple. 
Alex, you got anything to add to that? No. <laughs> Sick. All right, let's, let me pull up the next question. Uh, I mean, the next question was kind of similar to the question that we just asked, which was, I mean, personally, like, what's your opinion on uh, supplement meals, such as, like, Huel, uh, what else is there? Don't even know what else there is. Even just, like, having, like, pre-packaged, so things like, uh, is it, like, fresh fitness food, like, stuff like that. So things that are prepared for you that are delivered to your home, or even things like Huel and, and meal replacement uh, supplements. Yeah, so I would um, I would say they're definitely a good idea. You know, in terms of I would always be for um, a meal replacement. So, say for example, if you're if you have a big uh, you know weightlifting day somewhere and you have to go traveling for a long way for it, and you you've you've done the the comp or whatever, and you're starving, you know, there's nothing as better as taking out a little you know meal supplement and you know putting it in with a little bit of milk mixing it up and just sipping away at it instead of, mm-hmm. you know, being starving and, and look at going around looking, for, looking for stuff. And it's probably really expensive and it's probably not the right stuff anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I would, I would say <laughs> it's definitely, definitely beneficial in that regard. I would say if you have access to whole foods um, go, go for it as well. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you are at a stage where you're, you're close enough to your comp that you can prepare the food that it's not going to be sitting in the bottom of your bag, you know, and it's not going to be nice to eat. Well, if that's the case, then I would go 100% for the meal replacement and, you know, the protein supplementation, you know, for the, for the fact that it's just easy and it's there. Yeah. I have no, no problem with that at all. Um, but I would just, I just wouldn't want like uh, people relying on it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, I would like, especially for like young athletes coming up, I wouldn't want them sort of relying on, oh, well, I need this like supplement now and I need it at this time. And, you know, I need, to buy this big supplement here you know I would, I would want them to understand the sort of the breakdown of the their macronutrients and why they're taking in this carb why they're taking this protein you know but then again as i said it's really beneficial especially if you're traveling especially if you have a hectic lifestyle just to take out a supplement um you know and and drink it as you as you go i definitely think it's a good idea as well yeah have you ever tried Huel? i have yeah i have um probably mixed mixed reviews on it um <laughs> the, the, the more you drink it the more you get used to it but i would definitely uh I, I would definitely go for you know just whole foods yeah then again if, if I, I i tried it when i was playing a football match you know a good bit away from london one time and it was great just to have the, the packet there and you be sipping it on the bus it was great but mm-hmm. if I, I wouldn't want to be drinking it in my house if there's food in the drawers you yeah, know? yeah 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 <laughs> because i know that they sorry alex go on Sorry, I think, you know, I've found as well with like the kind of meal supplementation or, you know, even just whey protein. Um, it's so expensive for what it is. My God. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it adds up really, really quickly if you're having it like quite frequently. Um, but there are kind of like alternatives that you can get that are a lot cheaper and then at least, you know, contain a little bit of like everything else, really. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I want to add to that one. I think it's easy to yeah. fall into that kind of like trap of just like kind of becoming reliant on it. And then, you know, cause if you're getting through like a 30 quid way thing every month, that's an extra 30 quid that you could be spending on steak instead. Yeah, exactly. Chicken yeah, and yeah. Steak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But also I think just, ha- uh, I mean, if you've got the time, like Paddy said as well, like just the process of cooking and eating whole food is, is so much more fulfilling. Yeah. Like you feel fuller, you've got, 
you're getting, you know, you know that all of those ingredients are fresh. Like if you're going to have fuel, which has got vitamins in it, or you're going to have, you know, broccoli or spinach or carrots that has those vitamins, but they're in abundance in or like fresh organic vegetables. I would much rather have that than if I've got the time. But um, I know that like some people like breakfast is, is a perfect example. Like some people, they'll just have like protein oats or I, like for me, my go-to is scrambled egg. And mm. I've started to add things like pepper, onion, chorizo, a bit of double cream and spinach to my eggs, just because not only does it make the meal bigger, um, but I'm getting vegetables in as well. But for someone that doesn't have the time to do that, I know my brother generally works like early, so he's not going to wake up at like 6 a.m. to cook himself eggs because that's just, you know, he wants to sleep. Um, So he's got Huel. And I remember the first time I tried Huel, they've got flavors now. But the first time that I tried it, I said to him, it tastes like soggy Weetabix. (laughs) Like it genuinely tastes like soggy Weetabix. And it's great for someone who has a busy lifestyle, but I think, it perfectly resonates when Pali always goes back to whole food, whole food, because it's more fulfilling and it's just eating a bloody lovely steak. is just, you can't yeah. beat it. Can you like, you, le- you learn to, you learn to appreciate food as well. And that's what I say to, to a few of my um, athletes as well is like, try not to have too much activity in front of you when you're eating. And I know it's yeah. easy to like eat and, you know, watch a film or, you know, scroll through social media, but I try to say to them really appreciate the food you know, and really embrace the taste and I really appreciate it. And, you know, nothing can beats when you're comparing, you know, whole food to like a, like a meal replacement, as you say, Connor. Yeah. It's not the same, is it? No, no. no. Have you, one question I wanted to ask before we maybe go on to another one is, have you tried any of like the, um, cause uh, just to sort of give a bit of background, we've just signed up to HelloFresh, which is like a meal service where they send you all the ingredients, you cook the meals yourself and it's all fresh. And I was considering going with more of like a meal prepping service before HelloFresh. But then I realized I was like, well, I have the time to cook food. And what, like, what are your thoughts on, because even Alex said, like, it's fucking expensive, like uh, meal prep services. What are your thoughts on like meal prep services compared to you going and buying the food and doing it yourself? I guess it would just come down to if you've got the time, right? Yeah, I, it, it definitely just come down to sort of personal preference and, and time as well. You know, I would say the the meal prep service is a good is a good idea. Um, you know, it, are you talking about a meal prep service where they they send you the like the complete package of the finished meal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I would think that that is a brilliant idea um, and a lot better than sort of you know meal replacements if if you were to go down that route. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, you know it could be more expensive um Mm -hmm. and yeah it just sort of if you're able to go i think it's good sort of to sort of zone out and you know go for a little walk and go um go into the supermarket and you know grab the little ingredients and you know have a little chat with whoever you're going with or you know interact that way instead of Mm -hmm. just having everything delivered to you and being convenient you know all the time yeah it's it's nice to to go to go uh you know shop and work for it as well but then again if if you're hugely restricted on time it's another brilliant option as well yeah but you you know you just said it perfectly that like sometimes convenience like the most efficient way is not always the the nicest way 
Yeah. Like, you know, you have a pre-prepared steak. It's not going to be anywhere near as nice. I know I keep going back to steak, but let's be honest, steak <laughs> is the best. Like, it, it's not going to be as nice as you cooking and seasoning a steak. And, you know, it's just the process of the smell of it. And yeah. I know that if you're vegan, you're probably not going to like that. But <laughs> yeah. I would argue as well, like one of the things that's kind of kept me away from sort of meal prep services or, you know, you kind of meal in a box that you then do yourself is like, I, I can't mess with it. I can't change things. I'll just, that, these are the ingredients that I have to work with and it's someone else's recipe. But like, you know, yeah. time, you know, me and Chris will have, you know, a recipe for, you know, just something new. Like, you know, for example, we had um, it's super healthy, as you can imagine, um, deep fried honey sesame chicken. Um, but like, so healthy. <laughs> double the amount of chicken because we want more of that. But I feel like you know you're kind of restricted when you have um, you know your kind of meal in a box um, solutions. But I think that's more for me. It's like I like um, messing about with recipes and tweaking things and putting something in or taking something out. So yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. especially with especially with this lockdown, we need all the freedom we can get. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the the other thing as well that you mentioned is like um how do i phrase this it's kind of like the process of buying the ingredients cooking the food eating the food it kind of i know that i mentioned this before but it gives you fulfillment whereas and it allows you to appreciate yeah. like the food that you're eating and i'm not talking about in terms of your performance i'm talking about mentally and psychologically like i think like paddy said a bit before was really sitting down and enjoying the food that you're eating rather than just focusing on this steak is 30 grams of protein like getting away from the fact that yes it is 30 grams of protein and it is going to serve you for performance purposes but sometimes you just want to eat that because it tastes nice and it makes you feel like you know kind of warm and fuzzy inside you know yeah, yeah. Like a nice hot chocolate with some cream on top and some marshmallows. Yeah, yeah. And so in some respects in some respect it's good for good for athletes to not think of it as so much as fuel, but like the enjoyment of it as well, as you say, Connor. And then again, it obviously is fuel, but yeah, you know, it's nice to hear them say, Oh, the 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 stir fry that I cooked yesterday was delicious. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, I was really full and it helped me get through training as well yeah yeah or something like that you know but it's it's nice for the people to have a different perspective on it as well yeah absolutely right have we got time for one more and so all right um which one should we do all right this is one that i want you to do because i know that you've you've tried intermittent fasting before haven't you yep so what are your thoughts on weightlifting in the morning whilst doing intermittent fasting specifically like olympic weightlifting yep so I would say, um, again, it's down to the individual. You know, that's the typical question. It depends. That you don't like to hear. <laughs> but some, some people can intermittent fast so easily, you know, mm. and they don't even have to think about it. They just get a black coffee in them and they can go about their day. And next thing they turn around and it's like three or four o'clock and they're like, oh, I have to eat. Whereas some people would struggle through it. And at like 10 o'clock, they would be like, I need food. You know, mm. and, and, and it goes to, it's the same as when, you know, when someone goes to train, you know, some people feel they have, they have a lot of energy in the morning. Some people feel really weak. And mm -hmm. um, what I would say as well is that uh, when you are training in the morning, especially if you've, if, if you know, you're going to intermittent fast, have a big meal the night before, 
Um, so there's, you know, so there's like glycogen in your stores. So you have that little bit of energy, um, especially if it's Olympic weightlifting, because Olympic weightlifting is, you know, a, like a fast, explosive sport, you know, mm. um, and carbohydrates is the main, the main fuel there. You know, you need to be explosive and fast. And if you, I would say just a trial and error would be good. So say, mm -hmm. for example, just test it out, just, you know, do intermittent fasting one day and go train and then maybe in a couple of days, do exactly the same training session, but, you know, mm -hmm. eat that morning and, you know, see how your energy levels were, see how your, your recovery was and just and do a little experiment with yourself, if you know what I mean. Um, and just see, you know, did it matter? You know, was my performance hampered? Did I feel good? Were, did you feel happy during the workout as well? Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people feel very groggy and don't want to talk to anyone when they're training, <laughs> if they're fasting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would just say have a little experiment with yourself, you know, and, and as I said, again, you know, some people, they find it really easy and they can train up to three or four o'clock and even fast and some people can't. You just have to sort of see what it's like for yourself. Yeah, I definitely would be able to do that. I know that I have to have at least one meal in me before I before I lift. Yeah, I don't know whether that's just because I'm heavier. Like, you know, I'm I'm a bigger guy than someone who might be like 60 kilos yeah um but i know full well that i've got to have at least one coffee and a, and a good amount of carbohydrates and protein in me before i even think about lifting yeah yeah, yeah. the opposite in that like well you know train in the morning yeah. in the morning just two black coffees with some sugar and i'm good to go and i'll eat basically immediately after training and um i think like you said about having like a good meal before going to bed it definitely makes a difference yeah uh, in the morning but now by and large like I'm kind of always at my best in the mornings generally once past kind of 12 p.m everything just starts to go downhill yeah um, I, don't, I don't know whether <laughs> I just get tired or you know kind of like mentally fatigued or I, I have no idea just like yeah. so it's just the way that your body works though isn't it yeah, so, yeah. sometimes it's like a it's like a psychological thing as well because if you're used to that routine Alex you know, mm. you like that routine and that's the way you go about things and you've done it for a while, then you're just going to adhere to that and that's it, you mm. know, and it's the same with people, you know, who work, say like, for example, work in an office and, you know, it's coming up to quarter to one, it's 10 to one and they, they look at the, they look at the clock and automatically they get hungry because it's just <laughs> coming up to one o'clock. Yeah. And they're just so used to that routine of like getting yeah. a meal in them at one o'clock. And if they probably didn't know the time, they probably wouldn't be hungry. Mm. that that's another issue as well but yeah as i said it's just very individual yeah how how long i mean i know that you've experimented with i'm not sure, even sure if you're still doing intermittent fasting but how long on average and i know this is probably going to be a, it depends on an individual basis but on average how long would it take for you to sort of get used to implementing intermittent fasting for your benefit um Again, it depends. Some some people could, you know, adapt to it in two or three days. Some people it would yeah. take a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, and your body, your body is like your body is like an organism. It will adjust to things as it goes along. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more you do it, the more it's obviously going to get used to it. So, say for yeah. example, if you were to do a Connor, you know, you would probably feel very groggy the first three or four days, and then slowly, surely, you know, you will start to feel a little bit more energy in the morning you'll start to be able to do it a little bit easier um and yeah it's just it's just very individual down to the individual and you know some people find a lot of benefits off it um there, there's obviously there's a myth out there as well that you know 
intermittent fasting is, you know, is brilliant for fat loss. Um, whereas they've done lots of studies on it and it's, it's, it always comes down to the total calories that you take in, yeah. in the day. It is yeah. not, it's nothing to do with if trained and fasted or, you know, any of that, it's literally down to the amount of calories you take in. So taking calories in, in less, less calories out. Yeah. yeah. So taking in less calories than you expend is that's the way you're going to lose, lose weight. But yeah, that, that's yeah. basically my sort of two cents on it. Uh, I want to delve a little bit more into like the intermittent fasting stuff in terms of like how you, how you would potentially implement it and stuff. But I reckon that would be, it's probably a good time to cap it there with the four or five questions. Mm. Um, and then we'll probably come back to it uh, in part two, because we've got a few more questions to ask. Um, and if it also gives people the opportunity to potentially ask questions on top of what you've also previously discussed, if that's good with you. Sure. Yeah. No problem at all. Awesome. All right. Uh, Alex, have you got anything to add or are you happy to just cap it there? No, it's just, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of anything to kind of add that we haven't already covered, really. No, um, no, it's yeah. it's re really good. Like, I mean, obviously with myself and Alex, we have to, and we've had this conversation before, Paddy, where we know what to do for ourselves, but it's different when you're trying to disseminate information and give it to other people based on our experience. Yeah. Um, because although we know, like I said, what we're doing, it doesn't necessarily mean that what we're doing is going to work for, exactly. for uh, someone else in the weightlifting club. So it's always good to know um, and also good to have someone who's experienced and knowledgeable in the field of, you know, th this this is bullshit, but this is, you know, this is good stuff. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Um, so we appreciate you coming on and I'm sure that uh, the guys and girls at the club will will really enjoy I mean, I know that a lot of the guys and girls at the club were looking forward to this for the last like three, four weeks. So oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that um, we'll have some more questions after this. No worries. Awesome. All right, Paddy, Alex, I shall catch you guys soon. And thanks everyone for tuning in. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.